Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you'll hear from career experts from different fields of career management who will share their wisdom about best practices designed to help you find, advance, or change your desired. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host and career coach, totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. This morning, our guest is Lisa Fisher, a career coach that pulls from her training as a yoga instructor to empower people to remove barriers to achieving their career goals. I hope you'll spend the next hour discovering ways to advance your career using the strategies that Lisa has offered to share with us today. Lisa, welcome to Career Central. Thank you, Lorraine. I am so honored to be here and really excited to share with you and everybody else. Well, we are so glad to have you. You have a very interesting approach to coaching, merging yoga teaching and yoga practices. Can you share what inspired you to merge the two disciplines? Yeah, that's um, absolutely. Thank you, because I think it's a uh, it's also interesting as far as merging the two disciplines, if you will, that it's also been a very organic process for me. You know, I've been practicing and sharing yoga for many years. And I, when I became a certified yoga instructor or teacher, I realized that my coaching approach just sort of naturally was very similar to some of both Buddhist philosophy and yoga practices and philosophy. So as I started to grow more into my own coaching business and became more comfortable and feeling more authentic in finding my own voice as a coach, I realized that there was so much backing me from the other disciplines, for example, yoga. So not just asana, when we talk about yoga, it's not just the physical, it's very much the meditation as well as the breath work. And I incorporate a lot of that into my coaching um, to help people. It really helps to guide people to settle down. <laughs> so I really think the inspiration came from like really a natural place for me internally. You have created a strategy um, to remove barriers to career grow growth. Um, I think you call it refocus. And in fact, I know you call it refocus because I have a card that is right there in my workspace that I look at every day. And for our <laughs> listeners, later on in the show, we're going to tell you how you can get that card and you can print it out and you can put it in your workspace. Because I know for me, it makes a big difference every day. But let's go through the process. So can you share with our listeners that refocus process, maybe starting with the RE part of it? Absolutely. Well, it, if, if you can, if you imagine the word refocus with the R-E as sort of the first part of the word and then an F-O-C-U-S, um, maybe think of it in a, in a vertical way. And, and think of that, that acronym is really an easy word to recall in a moment of need. And so this is a tool that I generate or I developed that I share uh, with my clients walk through and teach my clients to help them manage their minds and their emotions. Um, my inspiration from this tool really came from Buddhist thought, as well as all the work and research that I've done with other coaches and thought leaders um, throughout 
many years and um, also pulling in from my own experience in 30 years of public sector in a leadership role. But a lot of those folks that I pulled other this information from the people that I listen to, I work with are Byron Katie, Pema Chodron, Wayne Dreyer, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Dan, Dan Siegel and Brooke Castillo, it's, there's lots. Um, this tool is really useful in all parts of your life, especially in helping to remove barriers or taking the next step for maybe even whether it's uh, on a, your path towards creating a new desired vision for yourself or even redoing your entire, you know, career or life path. The basics behind this, as I mentioned, come from years of practice and research in both my leadership role as a parent, I'm going to add that in there, and a seeker of growth, personal growth and, and a yogi. Um, the RE, the RE, really stands for reset. So the reset is an opportunity to do just that, reset. Reset your mind, reset your body, reset your emotions, reset your thoughts. And Buddha says, in quotes, our mind is shaped by our, excuse me, our life is shaped by our mind. We become what we think. So a thought then is this sentence in your mind. And this sentence drives your emotions, your actions, and your results. So if you can look at in a, any moment of panic or, you know, something that's, that's happening um, in your world, uh, and you can start to think about that first word, re, reset. It's a pause. It's a moment to breathe. It's a moment to become grounded so that you can then begin to refocus on what it is that you're trying to achieve. Through my own personal experiences in my career, and especially looking back, oh, I'd say about four or five years ago, I had a lot of changes in my own workplace. They were very significant. I was sort of in the, I don't know, tail end of my, my professional career in the public sector and natural resources. I was in a leadership role, and there was a lot of upper level leadership change. And my environment became very, um, very toxic. And it was the first time that I'd actually been involved in a very toxic environment. And what I learned was that my thoughts around everything around what I was thinking about how I felt and how I was acting really could come all the way back to my mind. And so it was back then that I think just intuitively, I started to plant my feet on the ground and really learn how to discipline myself to reset when I got my thoughts a little bit out of control, where I was feeling a lot more pain and suffering that is very temporary, but nonetheless, it was happening and it was pretty miserable in the time. And, um, and I was able to begin, once I was able to reset, I was able to begin to experience more uh, compassion for myself, for where I was in that moment. And um, it's kind of a long way of getting at what is this re about, but, <laughs> but it's really important <laughs> because exactly in a moment, you're, you know, whether you're 
faced with having a um, an angry conversation with a loved one or you're having conflict somewhere or you're nervous about something or something's happening that doesn't is it doesn't feel right you know in your workplace or or at home or anywhere in your life it's a great opportunity to find that re in your own self and and for me it's often a closing of my eyes and five deep breaths and some of my clients like to just literally take a pause you know lips together sometimes it's a finger on the lips just to remind themselves no talking right now this is an opportunity to sort of come be internal and it also can be that, you know, count to 10 backwards, you know, <laughs> whatever you need in that moment to truly bring yourself into that moment. So that's really clearly becoming very mindful at that time. Lisa, I think what you're saying, which yeah. I really appreciate, is that when you're in a toxic environment, and a lot of us find there either in our careers or what, what's going on in the world, that we need to reset before we can move forward. And I, you um, mentioned a little bit about how your clients take that moment to reset. Could you go back that there was the breathing, there was the counting, but sometimes when we're chatting, it goes so fast. And I think those are really important things to bring to our listeners. So let's just go back and maybe you can share some of those exercises. And if you're listening right now and you're in a toxic environment, just move along with Lisa. I know I'm going to, well, I'm not in a toxic environment, but I know that it really helps me get centered. So lead us, Lisa. <laughs> okay. Yes, you, you, you heard me right. And um, all right, let's, let's, let's close our eyes. Everybody, whoever's out there listening, let's take a moment and we're going to work through this with an imagination to help you get in that space. So go ahead and close your eyes right now. Think of a time when you were either very hurt or angry or when you were suffering, you know, in pain, not necessarily physical pain, but just suffering. And now imagine the moment as if it were right now. Observe and witness yourself, your thoughts and your feelings at that time, in that moment. Now take five breaths, deep breaths. Nice and slow, deep inhales in through your nose and out through your nose. And just focus on your breath now. So, yes. And last one. And slowly open your eyes. And now I want you to observe for yourself and ask yourself, you know, what did you notice during that experience? Maybe, and I'll ask you, Lorraine, you can maybe describe if you don't mind being the guinea pig, but what, yeah, why don't you do that? And then, and then I'll kind of do a little evaluation. <laughs> okay. So I, I did go in a place where it was toxic and somehow that breathing just helped me kind of focus on me and focus on my strengths. And then when I opened my eyes, it was kind of a relief that I wasn't there anymore, that I had passed through that. Is that what I'm supposed to be yeah. getting? 
Well, I mean, I think that that's awesome because it's, it's, there's not a real supposed to or should, right? It's, it's whatever works for you. And if, if in that moment, if nothing else, you're able to shift your thoughts to a more calming place and space with your breath and allow yourself to feel that tension, that toxicity, whatever is going on, and also allow yourself to use your breath to sort of wash or just sort of mellow some of that out. Um, that's the way I kind of think about it for myself. That's what happens. And, and also just being aware of a shift in your body. So oftentimes when we're in that moment, whatever is happening, you might be able to begin to learn how to identify the shifts in your physical body. So whether you start to get that wrenching feeling in your gut or maybe some like contraction in your throat or, you know, tingling in your finger or heart palpitation, you know, some people feel that rush of sort of like heat, like kind of building up. Um, that is the most amazing thing that our body can do, right? It's a very physical response. It really, um, really is that fight or flight sort of impacting your, your physical body. But all of that is very entwined or intertwined, if you will, with, with what you're thinking and where you're at. So now we're reset. Thank you very much for sharing that technique. Let's move on to the next step, which is feelings. Yes, let's do that. Let's, um, let's do that. Um, feelings. So F, F is for feelings. And I often ask clients, like we did earlier, just to think about, and we kind of talked a little bit about this just a second ago, so great segue, and describe how you feel with feeling words, right? So in that moment, whatever the that is, toxic, argument, discussion, scary conversation, whatever it is, um, when you reset, it gives you an opportunity to ground yourself, right? So to feel fully supported, ready to go, then the next is this focus, uh, is this feelings, sorry, and identifying those feelings. So identifying your feelings with feeling words is often, it can be difficult. Um, when I ask people um, what if, how they're feeling, it's sometimes very difficult for folks to come up with that. So as I just mentioned, it's not so much the... Um, you know, it's, it's not so much that somatic response, but it's also the connection between your feelings and your body, that your body sensations. So much that we do as yogis, for example, is observe and witness our sensations. Um, where are they in the body? For example, where can you relax and soften? And, and, and how does that make you feel? Well, we can take those concepts into our daily life when we're going through communications that are uncomfortable or, or challenging or there's conflict and really, <clears throat> really be able to um, just go, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm not feeling empowered. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling unconfident. And so being able to identify those feelings, both with feeling words and with physical sensations in your body 
can really help you um, begin to flow a little bit better into, okay, where am I going with this particular situation? So in my, in my example, where I was in this environment that was just so hard, it took a long time for me to go through these steps, right? A lot of times you can begin to do this sort of like that, oh, refocus, I'm gonna refocus right now. You might not go through every single step at first, but being able to reset and identify my feelings in that moment when I was feeling less than confident about myself, who I was and what I could do, really helped and finding my bodily cues, which for me is always in my stomach, my gut gets this tense feeling, then I'm off, then I'm able to really begin to ground a little bit more and take my time. And, um, and since our feelings are driven by our thoughts, it's really, um, well, that's where we'll go next. <laughs> I'm able, I'm able to go, okay, if this is how I'm feeling, how do I really want to feel? And how can I change my feelings in order to get there? <laughs> Lisa, we need to take a short break. Um, when we come back, we'll keep exploring your strategies. I know up to now I've, even though I have worked with you before, I'm getting some really new insights on resetting on feeling. So everybody stand by. We'll be right back and continue our conversation with Lisa. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. 
Welcome back. We've been having a discussion with Lisa Fisher, who has been sharing her refocus structure for helping us move forward on our careers. And Lisa, when we left off, we were talking about feelings as part of the program, but I think we're ready to go on to the O in refocus. Right. So just a very quick recap, since our feelings and we need to observe those, those or identify your feelings um, are driven by our thoughts. Um, we, we have to observe our thoughts. We have to, after we're kind of jacked up oftentimes <laughs> on our feelings and emotions, to me, observing your thoughts are often the most difficult. And why I think, I think that is, is because our thoughts don't, our thoughts don't often come as a sentence in our mind as easily as a feeling does. You can physically feel your feelings often, right? We talked a little bit about that. But a good way to think about thoughts is that, again, a thought is a sentence in your mind. They're most often based on beliefs. Those beliefs are things that have shaped us based on experiences, how we have been brought up, and our brains. So our brains, it's this, um, we have these neural networks, right, in our brains, where you, you think a thought, and you get this pattern that goes on in your head. Well, our brains, they kind of like to take the easy way out. Oh, I'm thinking that I'm going to go that way again, I'm going to go that way again. So that's why it's really hard to change habits. And it's also, um, this is a little bit aside, but it's also a really interesting opportunity when you're thinking about your thoughts like this to sort of dive a little bit into your beliefs and, and you're often questioning those beliefs um, around whatever that thought is. Usually it's not about our positive thoughts, although sometimes it's nice to reflect on our positive thoughts in a more gracious way. But oftentimes we'll have those more negative thoughts. Like I'm, I don't know that I'm going to be good enough for this particular position, or I'm not sure I can, I can, meet that timeline or I don't know if I can or I can't you know that I can't and the constant doubting of yourself is often this this where your thoughts start to, to to take off cause or trigger these feelings of insecurity or lack of self-confidence which then lead to oftentimes not taking any action or a reaction that you're really not pleased with <laughs> and and then you then you have these results that don't necessarily um get you where you really want to go so 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 let me let me talk about let me give you an example um like a client of mine once had a really she she's had a difficult time with boundaries creating them and sticking to them in particular so when i asked her what she thought about when she was asked to do something above and beyond you know, her role, and this was in a work situation, she indicated that she felt that if she didn't say yes, she wouldn't be viewed favorably by people, they wouldn't like her anymore. And that's because not only because but once we started diving a little deeper, a lot of her beliefs were about Yes, you always want to look good. You always want to be liked. Yes, this is I'm a yes person. I have to say yes, you know, which makes it difficult um, when you have some of those deeper seated beliefs to um, change those feelings and to create boundaries. 
boundaries are boundaries are hard. Boundaries are hard to create a lot of times. They're very difficult for most people around you that don't necessarily don't expect, for example, you to change. <laughs> but the key is once you observe and hone in on those thoughts that are driving your feelings. So in her case, not really having very strong boundaries, her feelings were she was overwhelmed and just didn't feel like she could she had so much going on. She couldn't, she couldn't make ends. You know, she couldn't step up to the plate really and be the one that she really wanted to be. So once she was able to really observe those thoughts, she could begin to change the way she thought. So this is where it gets really interesting in my opinion, because sometimes that thought is just a tiny baby change right at first. So where I, I have to say yes, so I will be liked. Maybe it's if I if I say yes now, I won't say yes next time, you know. Or if I can create this this shorter baby steps towards, I am going to create this boundary where I'm only going to say yes when it's right for me. That's sort of the goal, right? Thought so that you can start to feel more empowered about the choices and the things that you're doing. So it's it's a matter of diving in and working at um, finding what that thought really is and how you can change that in order to, again, create that result that you ultimately want. So she may want to say something like, you know, saying no is my right. That might be too much at first. So she might have to bridge it with yeah, it's really hard to say no right now, but what I need to do for me right now and my, the self-care for myself is by stepping back and looking at my own priorities and what it is that I can actually accept as far as another role or a different task in my job or something, for example, like that. The first thing that pops into my mind is all <laughs> of us that are walking around with these little messages that say, oh, you can't do that. You aren't good enough. And a lot of times we've been carrying them around since we were a child. And I can really see how this tool lets us figure out where that feeling comes from. And then moving on, I think that's, yeah, moving on. So that's exactly it. And, and I think that the, the really key thing about that is that is something that you are completely in control of. And really, the only thing you're in control of is, is those thoughts, your beliefs that drive your thoughts and those feelings that are triggered by those thoughts. That's all you can control. Well, you can control how you act and react too, but we'll get to that. <laughs> which, which leads us which to the us. next, which is next, is that control aspect of your strategy. Yeah. So let's share with that. I'm, I'm getting excited. Yeah. I, I see this all moving forward. <laughs> we're refreshed. We're ready. We've got the feelings. We're observing them. And now, Lisa, what are we going to do with them? Good. Yeah. So the, what we can and can't control it is all up to us. <laughs> and I'd say that, at least personally, that's one of the most empowering things, I think, you could ever really wrap your hands around, wrap yourself around. It's like, yep, you're, you're in charge of that. And you're in charge of your own feelings. 
your thoughts and how you act. No one can make you feel or act a certain way. So if somebody comes to you and says, especially kids, like, mom, you're making me feel really bad about, you know, what I did. It's like, hopefully you don't feel bad about it. might not be the best example, but honestly, it's about controlling your own self. And, and um, it's, uh, and also interpreting communication and, for example, gesture, et cetera, that can support your actions, thoughts, and feelings. So if you remember that you have control over what you think and feel, um, like I said, it's very empowering, at least in my opinion. And so if you're looking to have a specific result or an outcome of a situation, then thinking a positive thought or changing that thought to generate you know, to generate a more positive, empowering feeling, then your actions are going to follow through with that. And you will have much more control. I think a more calculated control over how you want to act and how you want to be. Um, Like, like, like we, what we can't control, for example, is someone's action or reaction to our own actions. Right. So if, if you say no because you're creating a new boundary or you're developing a boundary to protect yourself because uh, you just keep getting more and more work piled on you and you're just like, I've got to, I've got to stop this. It's, it's really sometimes very interesting to see the other person's reaction, right? When you're trying to create a new boundary because you're all of a sudden showing up in it as a different kind of person in a different way and if you're that yes person all the time and you're starting to say no you just have to really remember well the only thing you can control is is how you think feel and act you can't control how somebody else does and that's a tough that's sometimes a tough one to, to swallow because what we end up I think sensing is other people's feelings of whatever it is like shock (laughs) this person's created a boundary and they're saying no and 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 it's again it's a great time to reset in those moments right because that's a moment for you to just okay i'm going to get grounded again because this is my this is what i'm doing for me i have to this is and this is this is the right thing for me this is right for me right now to create um this boundary or this nice um, sometimes I think about it as this nice field of flowers around me where it's a nice gentle boundary where it's like, don't can't come too much closer. You know, that's more of a physical thing that I, I like to visualize, but, but it's a great way to think about how you can actually create some boundaries. But what, what I also, you know, you know, a lot of times people I think tend to not want to take that kind of control over their selves because they're afraid of hurting other people's feelings, right? Or disappointing somebody. I think those are two really big um, common concerns that folks have. Um, but again, we don't have control over how others are going to feel based on our own actions. It doesn't mean that we forget about compassion and empathy. But it's all about being in the moment, right? In a situation, acknowledging that it isn't your responsibility for others to feel good or okay based on your choices and decisions. Yeah. I love that. 
um, mo moving through. We have some more of yes. your of your program. Right. So so the tool, the next step is you. Okay. So we're on the you now, and this is unveiling. So let's see. We've we've worked through resetting. We have our feelings. We've identified our feelings and thoughts. We know what we can and can't control. And having all of that then enables us to unveil a new perspective. So this is what the you is all about. It's if you think about it as unveiling a new perspective after you've identi identified all these things and you've had an opportunity possibly to shift, shift your thought based on what you truly need, want, and desire. So based on this is the result I really want in the end. Then, then you've all of a sudden, what's sitting in front of you is this, this other perspective, right? So getting into a different perspective is like stepping outside of yourself into another set of shoes and maybe looking from the outside, you know, in or just being the observer completely and just going, ah, okay, maybe if I shift a little bit more to the left or step forward a little bit further, you know, or I reach my arm up a little higher when I'm doing my um, triangle pose, maybe I can shift this perspective and drop my shoulder back or open up my heart more. Or in that moment where I'm trying to, um, create a, a new boundary, for example, I can really shift and go, it's, it's okay that I'm not um, going to always uh, appease everybody because the perspective then becomes about yourself and looking at truly, if I really look at what I believe and what's really important to me uh, is to be a conscientious, honest, hardworking worker, then being able to sit down and say, I can't be the things that I really want to be unless I'm able to do all of these things and create this boundary where mm -hmm. I say, I, I can't add anything more to my plate, for example, then, then that is a really wonderful way to take you out of where you always are and where you've been and shift you into this new perspective. So, um, and what do we do when yeah. we get to that point? What happens now? We've we've gone through this. Now we are we are on our way to stepping forward into this this new path. <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> so it's it's literally just that you may be taking a baby step, or you may be taking a giant leap. But after you've gone through the majority of these letters and the tool. And sometimes it just takes that reset because over time, the F, the O, the C, and the U kind of come a little bit more naturally and more quickly. It enables you to then step forward. The S is for stepping forward into that new direction, that new path, whatever it is, the new, that, that baby step, um, um, any of it. It's, it's in my case, when I was looking at, for example, when I talked a little bit about the work environment I was in, it took me a long time to understand what my thoughts were in order to change them. And a lot of it had to do with compassion for others, which sounds a little ironic, but it was the way that I was able to challenge myself 
and to get myself out of my own perspective that I was in, I was very stuck in a very negative space and I didn't want to be like that. Even though the environment was really difficult, I decided that the best way for me to really kind of do that was to look at the compassion piece. And so for me, the stepping forward was stepping into a more compassionate space that I was going to be working from when I was working with others that were toxic. And that helped me to equalize, I guess, what was going on. It also helped challenge my, my beliefs about, about myself. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, because I think so many of us can really identify with that whole concept of the toxic um, environment. And I want to say that when you talked about that boundary, I had this um, vision of Daisy surrounding you with a little sign that says, don't walk on the Daisy. So I know for some of us that have a hard time thinking of boundaries as walls and stuff like that, just mm -hmm. that image of something gentle mm -hmm. and soft surrounding you, mm -hmm. but telling people, you know, don't, don't crush the, the daisies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in a, in a minute, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I'm going to put Lisa to the test and give her an example of something that many of us have experienced on the workplace. And that is that nasty email from your boss and all the emotions it pulls up. And so we're going to talk through how you can handle getting that email, going through the entire refocus process before you answer that email. I know that one of the things Lisa said is think before you act. So we'll, we'll be um, taking a short break. When we come back, we are going to challenge Lisa to help us with a real life experience. Sounds good. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back. Before the break, I promised that I was going to challenge Lisa to use her strategy on a real-life situation that I think most of us, if we're working in any kind of environment, have, have experienced. It's the email from your boss. You open it up, and it says, you missed your goal. Your team missed its goal. What are you going to do about it? All right, Lisa, I'm that employee. I open that. My heart literally sinks. The messages go to my brain. You're a failure. You're a failure. You never get anything right. What am I going to do before I, and I love this advice that you gave, before I respond, like, are you kidding me? It's the middle of a pandemic. What do you expect <laughs> me to do? I can't even talk to these people. Okay. So Lisa, the stage is set. I'm sitting there, pose, you know, my hands over the keyboard. What do I do? The first thing you do is you remember the word refocus. The first thing that comes to your mind is you got to refocus and, and just break it down. What does the reset mean to you? So take that pause. Maybe you stand up, put your fists right here on your hips, close your eyes and you breathe because maybe you need to feel empowered. But whatever you need to do for yourself, the first thing you're going to do before you touch that keyboard or pick up the phone, <laughs> don't do it, <laughs> is to to take those five deep breaths or to stand up with your hands on your hips and take that breath or just pause or say to yourself, I need to count to 10 backwards before I do anything. You know, you, everybody will have their own reset that works really well for them. So I would encourage you to, to practice. The next thing is Lorraine, you're, what are you feeling right now? How are you feeling about all this? Like I'm a total failure, that I've just been promoted to this team. I was so excited, and now first quarter, and I failed. I, yes. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an imposter. I really can't, you know, I, I can't make it. That's I need to quit. I need to respond yeah. and say I quit. <laughs> and you know what? That is a very, um, I would say that that's not an uncommon response, right? I mean, it's a very hard, sad feeling to feel. And I understand that, 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 that a message like that can really evoke these emotions for us that, that really drive us to that point. And where is that coming from? I mean, where do you think those thoughts are that are driving you to, to, to really feel like a failure? I mean, you know, what are you thinking? And, oh, go ahead. Oh, what am I? Oh, again, I'm thinking I'm a failure. I can't. You're thinking you're a failure. Right. So I've so, always been a failure. I've, since I, I, yeah. So have you always really been a failure? No. <laughs> but at that moment, <laughs> like smiling. you say, you go to the but bad, now, you go to right to the you bad. You go to the bad. That's right. Because that's what our brains are doing. So in that moment, it's really critical to, to, to stop and say, no way. Uh -uh. I don't want to feel like a failure. I don't want to feel like this. 
this is a different situation. I know exactly what's going on. We're in the middle of a pandemic right now. It's been very difficult. This person's been sick. This one might have COVID. These guys over here, they've got, you know, their kids at home and we're both full-time working parents. You know, we're doing the best we can. So maybe you didn't meet your timeline, right? Or your goal. Maybe there's a reason why, but, but how can you look at what can you do now? How can you start to formulate where you can go to help get yourself out, where you're not feeling like a failure. So in that moment, you have to come, what going forward, that, that's the thread, right? That'll help get you through to the end. So I'm a failure. I'm a failure because I didn't have the goal. How about looking at it as I didn't meet my goal? I can meet the goal in another three weeks. And then start to look at how does that make you feel? What is it that you can control about that? Can you control that outcome if you set a new goal? Maybe your boss is going to say that's not an appropriate response. Maybe they just want to harp on you. But, but the only thing you can do and that you can control is that coming back and saying, you're right, I didn't meet my goal at this moment maybe your boss doesn't care about the reasons why. And, you know, I understand that having been there before on both sides. Okay. So don't bog your boss down with the reasons why instead turn it around to the positive place where you want to go so that you can find yourself in that space where you're going to be able to unveil your own new perspective, right? You, you don't want to feel like a failure. You want to feel empowered your thoughts need to shift to you're right i didn't make it but here's how i am going to make it and it's it's just delayed to controlling that is what you can control right there to unveiling that newer perspective all right this is really hard and i feel really crappy because i've just disappointed people and this is a really yucky thing I've done this before, or I haven't done this before, but this is my biggest fear. You know, whatever is wrapped into that, that belief about feeling like a failure, um, that doesn't happen in, in a short time frame. But, <laughs> but before you write that email, <laughs> you're going to acknowledge that there's something there that we're not going to touch right now <laughs> so that you can actually step forward. And that stepping forward might be simply writing the email to yourself first and waiting about, I don't know, an hour or something that's reasonable so that you can really make sure that you reset enough to calm your own nervous system down. Because I don't know about you, but when I have gotten those types of emails, those kind of angry or nasty emails in the past, Initially, all I want to do is fire something off. And the discipline it has taken for me to actually follow my own rules or my own tools it has been great because in the end, it's very satisfying. Even if I just remember the word refocus, if I just remember the acronym, knowing that I'm going to reset before I do anything, calm myself down. As you breathe, as you focus on your breath, 
or your pause. You begin to move from your fight or flight response in your nervous system to the more rest and digest so that you can actually begin to slow down, slow your heart rate down, begin to settle down, maybe feel more grounded. That's what I always try for. Do I feel like my feet are firmly planted in the earth? Can I feel like I'm really supported right now from earth? And that's my grounding tool. That's how I can go say, okay, here I go. Now I can reset. So, so for you, Lorraine, I hope that you can, you can begin to feel <laughs> a little more empowered as you think differently about how you want to approach this response that you, that you ultimately need to get. Lisa, thank you for walking me through the process. And just to reiterate with our listeners, I actually keep your card right next to my keyboard because I tend to want to respond immediately and I will look at refocus and I will do exactly what Lisa says. I will type that email. Actually, I don't even type it into the email server. I type it as a Word document so that there's no way that I can accidentally hit it and send it and then go back an hour later. And, That's a great idea. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, you have been so generous with your time and sharing your, your tool. I know our listeners are going to want to know more about you and what you do and how they can reach you and how they can get this refocus um, card that is just, I know for me, is invaluable. So tell us all about what you do and, and how you do it. Okay, great. Thank you. Oh, well, this has been so much fun. It's been quite a joy. Um, how can you, well, I am a certified professional life and leadership coach. So I also am a yoga instructor. And as you have heard, I like to pull from the yoga philosophy, as well as all of my 30 plus years of experience in leadership roles, primarily in the public sector, to help guide clients to find their own wisdom. So that is really the key of what I do both with individuals and teams. And I love to work with teams. So I'm just going to put that plug in there. I've seen, I've used these tools with um, teams and it really helps teach them how to communicate better with each other specifically and understand their process better as teammates. So, you know, it, it really is an interesting tool to use, especially with a big group of people, right? So um, you can reach me. Well, okay. So I coach online. I always coach online anyway. So fortunately, the pandemic hasn't like affected me in that way, except for working with teams. That's a little bit harder. Although everything I do is, is virtual, um, except for yoga, one-on-one -on -one yoga instruction, which I do do. And that can be done six feet apart, or we can do that virtually as well. Uh, you can reach me at um, my email, which is focusedpathforlife at gmail.com. Focusedpath, the number four, life at gmail.com. If you email me and you email me today, we can set up a free discovery call. You can send me your address and I will drop a card in the mail to you. I always offer a free discovery call. And that's really important, I think, because it's really important to see if we have a good relationship or chemistry, if you will, to work together. 
I work, like I said, one-on-one and or with teams. And it's also, um, and I also do um, um, the yoga. You can also go to my website at www.focusedpathcoaching.com. I have a blog. Please look at the blog. I also have resources. If you go all the way down in the resources, there's a worksheet that starts to help you talk about um, identifying your thoughts and feelings and all sorts of things, meditations, um, articles, and, and lots of fun stuff. And you can find out a little bit more about me there. I really encourage our listeners to reach out to Lisa in, in one way or another. Subscribe to her um, YouTube channel. She has some great yoga that you can do in the middle of the pandemic. Before we let you go, Lisa, though, we ask every guest to give our listeners a five-second challenge. And that means what, they, what can they do in five seconds that will start them down the path of using your tool? Five seconds? Here you go. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, find your grounding, find whatever that tool is for you, your personal pause or reset, and and go with it. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much for being our guest today. For those of you that are listening on iTunes, Spotify, or another platform that lets you rate our show, please leave comments. Let us know how we are doing. Career Central is committed to bringing practical career advice to you every week. And your feedback is key to our achieving that goal. A final reminder that the five-second challenge is to breathe deep, get focused, get grounded. If you're driving, jogging, whatever, <laughs> don't do it now. Wait till you get home. One of our listeners shared that she listens while she is walking her dog, so get you and the dog home safe. Let the dog start drinking that water and you start grounding yourself. Take that five seconds. Next week, our guest will be sharing more strategies. We have the author of Personal Branding for Dummies who will share strategies for developing your own career advancing brand. Until then, this is Lorraine Beeman encouraging you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. <laughs>